You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and Graham Trainer joins us once again on site. Glad to be back. Uh, super excited. Um, don't want to jump into things too quickly, but super excited for the Zeman family. Troy caught streaking at a Nats uh, at a Nats game on the field during a rain delay. Wow. Oh my goodness. Troy, you, you have a family and a career to think about. Isn't he a father of two or future father of two? No, he's father of two. And he's just running around just buck naked, just swinging, swinging his bat, his swinging his bat around a Nats game. Oh my goodness. You know what? That is, I'm so happy fans are back. We'll have some fans to talk about in the NBA, but and in golf for for a, that was the first time I got overwhelmed by the amount of fans for the on the PGA Championship. We'll get to that, but like fans doing stupid stuff is great, and baseball needs to be relevant. So might as well. I bet you baseball hired that streaker just so they would talk about it. I think it's yeah. I mean, you know, those are the kind of things that I know you're looking you're looking for in your baseball. This is baseball um, to you- me. If you were to pay attention to the to the major leagues, which you are now, you were not talking about minor league baseball. We're talking about major league baseball yep. because Big of boy baseball. things just like this: people, men, running around, wiener, helicoptering, at a rain delay in the in the in the uh, the district. Do you do you have streaking anywhere on your radar? Like, did you ever put it on your bucket list? I'm going to run naked through somewhere. I I personally do not. I'm a little. Um, a little self-conscious of the sagging of the counterparts. Old age. And- you don't have to give us. You don't have to give us details. Let me stop right, you there. Right, right. Let bad. me yeah. let me stop you there. Um, yeah. Just a yes <laughs> or no would suffice. But maybe maybe we'll move on. Um, we're, all, we're all no, we're all no dumber. Yeah, we're all no dumber <laughs> from listening to that response. Um, there is a lot of people here already. It's Memorial Day. Things are getting cranked up, and they're here. Like fifty percent of them are here. Oh, so, I bet. Have we had a have we had a goring yet? No, we have not. Which is we'll talk about later again. I can, I, I I hate to tease so many segments, but that <laughs> has been weighing on the over under in my mind. I haven't even written the over under on the gorings. I haven't written a number down. You're gonna have to help me formulate it because there has been no incidences, and usually there is. Maybe we should talk about it now. Well, I was going to ask if that picture um, that we both found and we were kind of cycling on social media where we wanted to post the guy who was kind of like down in like a J.J. Watt three-point stance about 20 yards away from shirtless. maybe even 10 yards away, shirtless. Yeah, is that a recent picture or is that from something from the past where they're just trying to like uh, stem up some some get some get some action on this over under oh you th- yeah yeah you think yellowstone the the, bar- <laughs> the park service <laughs> itself knows about the over under and wants to create a stir maybe they're betting the under they're they're leaking some old photos be like hey um it's gonna happen a lot this year look at this idiot i mean one of those guys make like minimum wage you, you know you gotta have a side hustle i think keeping books on that stuff is not a bad idea all right, all right. I'll keep them in mind. But let me let me also point out four four incidences I know of. I know of two or three open investigation that the Yellowstone Park Rangers, so aka the federal government, and Wyoming Game and Fish, aka the federal government, is investigating people for getting too close to grizzly bears. Oh God. So this there was a woman who was close enough to Mama Bear. To get bluff charge. She like walked um, out there with a phone and mama bear was like, that's close enough lady and got bluff charge. And I think she, she just froze. She froze in complete terror. For the, uh, for the, you know, people that live in the central 
time zone, east time zone. Bluff charge means kind of like a rope, yes. like a rope dope. Like you're like she was kind of like, oh, like what, what's up? But then actually didn't actually charge. It's on the it's on the Instagram. I I mean maybe I'm just okay. exposed to it a little more, but it's basically like I'm gonna take ten <laughs> steps towards you, and that is my last warning of you better back off or it is on. You are too oh, close damn. to my kids. That's a lot of empathy for a grizzly bear. That's good. That's good to hear. That means they're maturing while uh, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a psych study recently that bluff charges are up rather than maulings. Um, also, there was a man using a drone on Togedy Pass uh, filming a grizzly bear. And he felt, I bet you the drone owner who was filming the grizzly bear who was across the street was like, I'm safe over across the street. That bear would have to cross the street and jump the guardrail. Like, I'm safe over here. He wasn't <laughs> He wasn't that far away. I mean, it is astounding how bad judgment that is. I don't Wait, know if you've grizzly, seen a bear. Can a grizzly, can, can a grizzly bear get over guardrail? Are they that, are they that, yeah, they're that tough? Yeah, they, have you ever, if you, I want also to people to who think that this is like comically funny, which it is. Just look at the physical capabilities of a bear because usually all bear footage is them like meandering around. But if you see a bear at full speed going uphill, like jumping cliffs or jumping down cliffs, you would be shocked. A 15-foot cliff is a no problem to a bear, up and over or down. No, not at all. I feel like, I feel like we should have a public ser- service announcement. When people come into town, they need to t- tune in to 89.1 KHOL on Fridays, uh, 2 to 3 Mountain Standard Time, and listen to us rant about this because <laughs> maybe they'll learn something. Because it happens. nobody – all right, this is the they're, fourth incident. You ready? They're not re- they're not reading the brochures. I, uh, I'm sorry, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So there was a um, a bison calf on the on the Yellowstone Road, one of the park roads, and I called it Yellowstone Road. Like that's, I know the names of all the park roads. It's the park road. Anyway, back to the story. There was a bison calf in the middle of the road. It wasn't getting up. I don't know if it was injured or if it was tired or it was a newborn, but it wasn't getting up. So guess what bison did? All, like three or four females surrounded it as the cars it created a bison jam, a traffic jam, um, yeah. obviously. And people were getting out of their cars to try to usher the bison along. It's like, what What? What world are we living in? Oh, my gosh. Those are like four defensive female bison and a calf. Just You're going to have to just be patient and let it be. You, you came into Yellowstone. You're going to have to just – abide by its rules i think i blame overexposure of social media because people want to be on the on the scene being um the footage of them trying to help you know wildlife and then they they look they look like badasses nice um you know out in on their vacation on their road trip in their land yacht they're getting out they're being they're they're uh sacrificing themselves for the good of good of nature and they think that you know it's going to get them likes yeah, I don't know. Did um okay, so let's talk about let's try to round off a number here. Last year was what? We had two point two five in the over hit. Over was two? Flat. I think the over was was the over two flat? I think it I feel like it was two and a half and we went we got to two seventy five. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different year. Um either either way, it always and I'm always flirting around this two the two uh number. But there hasn't been an incident before Memorial Day. Usually there is an incident that we look at and we laugh at, and then we do our time period, Memorial Day through Labor Day, traditional, you know, the traditional summertime months. You're right. You're right. right. I shouldn't even ask because, like, this would be basically a preseason NFL game. If somebody got gored right now, it wouldn't be in the the regular season. Yeah, so we're we're done with preseason. The moment I say this number at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night, the, the the clock starts ticking, and we haven't had an incident yet. So I might bump that flat two. I think it was a flat two. I think it went low last year because I thought COVID wasn't going to bring anybody out here. That was an, that was dumb of me. Um, I think I'm going to bump it up to two and a half. That but people, be- pe- pe- people, people, even entering last year, coming uh, you know out to the park and and getting and interacting with with wildlife i feel like they've been kind of socially awkward being closed and quarantined in, inside for so long maybe they're a little shy so last year was a little low i think it's going to be we're going to hit 4.5 i think there's going to be a grizzly <laughs> there's going to be a grizzly murder 
<laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. That's yeah. not funny. But it's yeah. true. Um that Darwinism. being said, that being said, okay, bison gorings. You're right. It's gonna it, it might as well be be fifteen. But I'm I'm hesitant. I'm conservative. I'm gonna put it at I'm gonna, okay. Is this this is not my official answer, but I'm thinking two and a half. How does that feel? I, let's just go three. Three? Yeah, let's go three. All right, let's meet in the middle. 2.75 over under. I mean, I'll go over all day. All right, there it is. That's what I want to hear. I want people betting the over, which is kind of cruel and twisted. 2.75, that is the over under. People, get your bets in. Oh, I mean, now that now that I'm an outsider, it's like this is basically the same thing. I'm going to be following this all summer long. It's going to be like me listening to news that's happening in France. You know, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. People are going to be glued to the Jackson mm-hmm. news. I think it's inevitable. I think we might have already had one today that we don't know about. I but, might approach my book bookie and see if he wants to add this. It's like a prop bet. Yeah. So 2.75 is the over under. I better write that down. There's no chance. Uh, just so you know, uh, fans up there, there's a Dia Kite signing. He's back to blonde hair. I see him right now. He yes. looks, he looks, cor- he looks gorgeous. <laughs> he, he is on the court. Yep. Just to let everyone he's, know, the Bucks are blowing out the heat. And Mamadi Kite, our man. He is it. He's inbounding. He's the inbound passer. Huge responsibility. He won a national championship at UVA. Just you know, not to brag. Um, yeah. But he's playing in the playoffs for the Milwaukee Bucks. Joe Harris. He played for UVA. He's lighting things up. We'll get to him. I'm just saying a lot. I mean, Anthony Gill's on the Wizards and uh, Mike Scott's on the 76ers, number one seed. I'm just saying. Diakite is literally inbounding the rock for a team that's up by 30 points in the playoffs. So, yeah, things have changed. It's surreal. Being a Virginia fan is a new new era. Um, (laughs) It's like Kentucky. It's like a Kentucky fan now. There's too much talent in the NBA. Yeah, it's so distracting. Um, let's huddle up. Let's huddle or an, up. Or an, Alabama, or an Alabama fan in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just completely lost. Could you, could you imagine? Yeah, that'd be just wild. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to get to the huddle. I'm trying to get the people what they want. My bad. He's going to the free throw line. But yeah, let's go. Let's get. Let's go. Keep us updated. Um, the huddle is the good news of the week. The critical number of the week. Something that we're stuck on. And the quote slash question of the week. Lot to get to. Graham, I'll kick it to you. What is your good news of the week? Uh, my good news is I was excited to see Phil uh, get the win. Yes. Since I'm pushing since I'm pushing 50 myself, um, it's inspiring. Yeah, so you only there's, have there's 15 a, more years. There's a lot of uh, – thank you, Massey, 14, but and actually 13 and a half, but I appreciate that, <laughs> and it's inspiring to see this happen. I haven't had someone have a 50-year uh, life crisis until – you know, when they were 30, 36, that is good. No. Um, so this is actually my, my stuck on and Maybe I'll, I'll save it. Uh, no, I can, I can switch them out. I watched golf on Sunday. I am, I have a bad, bad wing and I was watching golf on Sunday. Astounding. But did you, can I ask you, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Did you accidentally watch the senior PGA and then realize you're watching, or did you you have the PGA tour on? Yeah, as much as I love the senior PGA, I I, I honed it, and <laughs> it's, I just it's I, it's the reverse minor league of golf. It's the other side. But they're the, old, too old. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. but what what Phil Mickelson accomplished at age fifty, Phil Mickelson has has been going side by side with Tiger, and like right as Phil was hitting his prime, this new guy named Tiger Woods came on the block and just won everything and overshadowed Phil in so many ways that he can put the oldest person to win a major, that feather in his cap, and it's going to be there for a while, and no one can take it away from him. And I kind of felt for the guy. I had an emotion of, like, this guy stuck with it. And look at him. He, is now, he now has a the oldest major. Like, that is a, that is a storybook. It's not a consolation prize, but you can almost view it that way of, like, Hey, you competed for so long when golf was at its top tier, and now you have this. This is your this is your light at the end of the tunnel. Or not that he's retiring anytime soon, and not that he can't win another, but I'm saying like this honor, this milestone is is quite the accomplishment. Yeah, Phil, people might forget Phil was like uh the the boy 
the, the boy wonder in golf and then tiger just exploded younger dude took his took all of his, his steam took took all of his magic it's kind of like if uh I'm trying to get there's like a like a uh a situation and like you know an nba or nfl where this has happened but um for you know if it weren't for blank so so and so would have won blank championships like maybe like jordan and charles barkley or something you know it's like tiger took so many away from phil they're always neck and neck but he was definitely phil was picked to be like the peyton manning you know coming out like hot yes. hot as hell at a co- you know at a college is like the next big thing in golf and tiger just took all that thunder for the next like over uh, 15 years yeah and so that let me mention something else about about phil or excuse me that maybe that ending of that situation that is the first time i've seen a crowd at a sporting event in a year and they were loose. After every one of Phil's shots, there was somebody slurring something. And there was just people everywhere. And the moment was – was it had that crowd element that we haven't had all year, meaning that not only was the pressure of the prestige of, like, winning a Masters. You know, someone – Dusty Johnson won a Masters in front of no one, right? Right. But there is – after – when Phil – the last, like, five holes, every time Phil hit the golf ball – there was just an eruption, which is something that I'm happy he was able to experience with the crowd, you know? Yeah. It's instead, almost like, instead of like by himself and kind of like a kind of like a, hey, I did it, but no one was here to see it. Everyone was there to see it and everyone was stoked. Oh yeah. And people were like getting up on getting up in his business almost they, they almost got gored by a nine iron. Like yeah. pretty much <laughs> Phil Phil was a bison and you got a bunch of basically the gallery was like everybody from the Midwest visiting Jackson. So yeah. Pretty similar. So, so let me take you to my my. Uh, so I'll do two good news is because you got my stuck. Um, basically, stuck on for me was I watched golf and then I was gonna <laughs> uh, dovetail that with Phil Mickelson. But let me well, that's do good news in my book, right? So let me do let me stay on the golf topic. There is a new rivalry between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, which has me excited for golf interest and in golf deafening. How about that? Yes, exactly. Not necessarily. I don't know. Want to know about the golf part? I wonder about the beef part, the drama part. Give me that. The beef and drama part. I feel like it's kind of like Brooks is. He's kind of. Um, he's kind of like Booby Miles in Friday Night Lights. I think I've used this analogy before. It's God given. Yeah. And Brooke and Bryson is kind of like a golf nerd and just annoys the hell. He probably plays slow. And he's on steroids. He's, he's probably super analytical. He's on steroids. Brooks can just like any cheats. You know. Brooks can get drunk and the next day do 10 push-ups, and he's like as strong as Bryson. I mean, have, you seen, he have just, you seen Brooks' bod? Looks yeah, like he, he just looks like he's he, got the he's he's BC3 all the way, barrel chest, like you know, barrel, yeah, yeah. barrel like the Everything. barrel six pack, like the keg. He's yeah. got the keg going, like he does, yeah, he doesn't want to hear about Bryson's analytics and nerd stuff. He and like him using all the steroids, he's got all the horse tranquilizers in in his bag. So yeah, that's that's the rivalry right there. It's just complete opposite, polar opposites really, really firing back at each other right now. It's it's a it's and 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 if anybody's unfamiliar with the drama, there was just a great moment where Bryson passed Brooks while Brooks was giving an interview and said something. It was kind of like no one could really figure it out. And the look of disgust from Brooks was so genuine. It was like this, this guy. And it just, I, I felt it. Like when Brooks gave such that genuine yeah. reaction, I was like, yeah, he, he, those two do not like each other. And it's hilarious. Cause Bryson, is anybody cheering for Bryson? Is there a Bryson camp or is he just a villain? No, maybe like people from SoCal and SMU alums like Bryson, Yikes. but other than okay. that, nobody likes him. Maybe his maybe his hot girlfriend. But I was gonna say I can shed a little light because I'm down in like a bigger state. I have more, you know, with my media pass here, I have access to more mm. um, portals than you than we did in Jackson. Um, so what happened was Bryson was, or sorry, Brooks in his interview was describing he was having issues. I think. Uh, hitting the fairways on certain holes and yeah, Bryson he was missing him by a lot. Heard him, yeah, heard him talking and said, "You should just hit it right under his breath." But he said it loud enough because he knew what he was doing. So Brooks heard, and then Brooks rolled his eyes and then stopped the interview and started like just going off on what a d bag Bryson is. That is a really mean thing to say when someone like Brooks fell apart for a couple of holes and then made yeah. it respectable at the end. I mean, he wasn't gonna make up his deficit 
but he lost it for a second and gained it back. You know, he didn't he didn't completely go, you know, a wall. But it was anyway. Gosh, that is yeah. such a mean thing to say. It's all did, he didn't he didn't finish top five. Brooks t- finished tied for second. Like, yeah, what, like what is, he, what is he talking about? Yeah, get in the clubhouse, you steroid freak. All right, so stupid, no one stupid newsy hat wearing dork. So if I had to cut out people in my life from SMU and Southern Cal, I can live with that. If we're gonna if we're gonna draw a line in the sand and we're gonna divvy up camps, that demographic, I think I can. Uh, I think I can. You know, I can hate I mean, without. Brooke, I don't even think I would know anybody from those two demographics. So. Bring it on. Brooks is like Florida Shore, so he's all he's all in yeah. camp. He's Redneck it. Riviera. I get I get Brooks. Um, my good news of the week and is that baseball is back in the news. Baseball is interesting. Joe West. Yes. Joe West made a pitcher change his hat because of a mysterious substance. Oh no. I don't know anything about baseball, and I know less about any referee in any other sport. If you said name a referee in any sport, I could not name you one besides Joe West and baseball. <laughs> That's how prevalent Joe West is. Joe West thinks he is – he's like DJ Khaled where he thinks the song is – like he's the best part of a song, but all he does is shout. Yes. And just kind of be like a, a – like a, uh, He's on the sidelines the whole time. You know, Way to relate to our whole, audience, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. He thinks people are he thinks people are going out to baseball games to see him umpire versus watching Mike Trout or Mookie Betts play. That's how much of an ego Joe West has. It's on. It's it's great for baseball. Joe West is good for baseball because I don't know any. Like I'm not paying attention to baseball, but I paid attention enough to get mad at that guy. Well, I've heard the most like standard um, used modern day substances are sunscreen and resin. Um, that's like what, you know, instead of like pine tar, that's like such an 80s thing. Um, George Brett incident. You can look that up, listeners, on YouTube. Great video. But um, they need to just come up with some sort of substances, I believe, that like all baseball players can just, you know, collectively use that are considered legal to be able to grip the ball better. But these are uh, just two examples. And I'm not sure what was on this pit, this uh, pitcher's hat that got tossed. I forgot the pitcher's name, but yeah, I did see this. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just just let it, let them do what they're already doing. Just, yeah, let him put a little SPF fifty on his hands. Who gives? Who cares? Who cares? cares? Um, what's your critical number of the week? Mine is uh, nine minus mm. fifty four equals a hundred thousand plus. Nine minus nine. You lost. Does that makes sense. No, not it's, at it's, all. It's, it's calculus math. No, it's actually Jalen Smith. You know, we talked about this about how players are going to have to buy their own inventory if they change their number. Yes. On all on all their jerseys. So Jalen Smith, Cowboys um, superstar linebacker, he switched from fifty four. So nine minus fifty four. He's dropping fifty four for nine, which was Tony Romo's number. He asked for permission from Jerry, Jerry, and Tony. Hey, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> and it's going to cost him six figures in order to buy up all the stock of his 54 shirts and jerseys that are already out there on the market for him to complete this uh, transaction. So he will be number nine. He's going to have the cool, like, you know, college football Whoa. style linebacker number next year. Number nine as a linebacker. This is what Tom Brady was mad about. He's like, I'm not going to know if that guy's another quarterback on the other side or he's I'm a be linebacker. so confused. Confusing. I mean, is that Tony Ooh. Romo out there? And I, right. Um, who could tell? I mean, good for him for having that much money. I don't know what else to say about that. That doesn't make any financial sense, but if he wants to do it and he's that rich, whatever people, <laughs> people bought a Gretzky rookie card for like a couple mil today. So whatever, he, who, who, who cares? Yeah, he, <laughs> he might be this. I don't, it's tough to say. He might be the second highest paid player on the Cowboys behind Dak, but I maybe he's definitely top four. So yeah, he's got the money. He got paid. All right, good for him. And Zeke, and Zeke. <laughs> he's probably yeah, he's, he's he's top four. He's behind Zeke and Dak, and Dak probably per year. All right, my critical number. You ready? Yep. Yep. All right, and it's gonna be it's gonna be. I, I don't know how to do this. I'm just gonna list them off. Thirty six seconds, seventy eight seconds, and eighty seconds. Oof. Um. And oh, would, the amount of the amount of time the Clippers have had a lead uh, against the Mavericks. Ooh, 
that is good. I like that. That is not. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> gotcha, Clippers. Um, I like yeah, that a lot. So eat it, bomber. Thirty-six seconds is the amount of time that Kevin Pillar spent on the ground after receiving a ninety-four mile an hour fastball to the face. Oof. 78 seconds is the amount of time Joe Burrow spent on the ground after tearing his ACL, MCL, and suffering other knee damage. That was in quotations. I don't know what other knee damage is. It sounds like it's really bad. 80 seconds is the amount LeBron James spent on the floor (laughs) after getting poked in the eye. This injury thing with LeBron... Besides, he has he's had a high ankle sprain. He's had some stuff. He actually is showing that there is chinks in his armor finally when he's 36 years old. I get that. That is understandable. But his dramatics on the floor, which also includes Chris Paul giving his arm, his arm a little tor- torque on it when he's uh, blocking out, it is such a weird part of his personality. Why does he do this? He looked like Massey Zeman on the snake kayaking with an injury that actually, well, actually Massey had an actual, actual uh, dislocated shoulder, but he was acting like it wasn't on the snake shoulder. Just, just, just clarify. Oh, sorry. Well, just to clarify, it's uh, Kevin Pillar, not Pillar. I swung for the fences with that. I appreciate you <laughs> correcting my mistake. I just said it just with in, confidence, by the way. Just in case, just in case you're at a barbecue. So it's this French. And somebody, somebody's talking about Kevin Pillar, and you say Pillar, and you're, you, I don't want you to be embarrassed. That's yeah, okay. French. I, pr- I appreciate that. Um, yes, cat's out of the bag. I dislocated my shoulder on the Grovant. But, oh, you're not supposed to tell, tell people? No, but no one wants to hear about somebody else's troubles. That's just the the lamest thing ever. I think it's, it's, I think it's good. I think it's good for us to have athletic injuries as uh, uh, sports podcasters. LeBron James is an oddball. He is the a physical specimen, and his dramatics are hilarious to watch. He's not worried about anybody for like, hey, is anybody going to question LeBron's toughness? But after you do something like that, you're like. You you look like you're hamming it up. He is a Shakespearean method actor on the court, and I applaud him for it. I thought it was hilarious. What is your stuck on? Uh, this is kind of older. Well, not older news. I think it's now like kind of fresh news, but the initiation of or the the inception of it was from a couple of weeks ago. It just it just um, clicked in my head. Michael Strahan is uh he got his teeth fixed i don't know if you saw this you heard about this no you don't have oh, a gap yeah, he anymore the, so he said for me he's setting a poor um dental body image for young men you know how like it's yes. all about women women setting you know good body images for younger girls like this is not good like just you know own own your teeth man I, the gap in his teeth made him famous exactly that was part of his thing and Sacking quarterbacks and being very articulate and having the ability to uh, choreograph a news show, other than those skills that set him apart from everybody else, the gap in his teeth really made him who he is. Yeah, and putting Tom Brady on his ass to take them away from a 19-0 Super Bowl season, yes, that's part of it as well. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, now he just has those big, ridiculous, like, Dirk no, 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 they're all Dirk, obviously, but those big Dirk veneers. He just doesn't look right. He looks like a different person. <laughs> I don't recognize him. I'm, 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 it's going to freak me out the first time I see that. Um, I'm going to, my stock on was Phil Mickelson. So I'm going to go on to my quote and question of the week, which is going to involve um, some hurt feelings here. Sorry about it, but I'm not going to Dallas, says Julio Jones. Oh. How does that feel? That you. He automatically takes Dallas out of the Julio I, Jones lottery. I know. appreciate you you kind of uh you kind of babying me a little bit because he actually called the Dallas Cowboys losers. Yeah, I wasn't up. gonna go so there. I wasn't gonna go there. That was, that was sweet and kind of you. Um and yeah, I um the 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 hoodie situation was was very strange. I thought he was either he was trolling or there was something going on behind the scenes. But it ended up he was trolling, so that's okay. That, that's okay. We've got uh, where got are Mark we? Cooper. We got CD Lamb. We're uh, good. All right, I don't want to hear about Dallas Cowboys. No one getting that. Um, 
where are we with this? Because Julio Jones, if no one is aware of this controversy, Shannon Sharp on whatever show he's on with us, Skip Bayless, it's just undisputed. So that show, Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones live on air, and Shannon Sharp in no way mentioned, at least on air, that Julio Jones was being recorded at a uh, well on a live broadcast. Right. So there is a gray area of well the legality of doing that when you're don't know you're being recorded, but also did Julio Jones stage this? Is this something staged where Julio Jones wanted to publicly come out and say no, he didn't want to be in Atlanta anymore, which is the rumor mill of him being traded has been going off the charts. That being said, Julio Jones is not a media guy. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. When was the last time you heard a quote, even about a win, from Julio Jones? Um, the Falcons don't win much, and they lost the Super Bowl, so I don't hear much, no. Oh, that's a very uh, – <laughs> in your face, Atlanta. No, what I'm trying to – I guess what I'm getting at is Julio Jones yeah. doesn't seem like he's a type of guy to leverage the media in order to get his way. It seemed – but it also seems staged. Do you have one definitive side that you're on? Okay. I'm kind of on the side of it happened on the show, but I feel like if Shannon Sharp had any integrity or honor uh, as an ex player, as an ex superstar player, an offensive, you know, tight end hall of famer that he had to have known it would be the worst thing possible for him and his reputation to be able to talk to another athlete again um, in in that sort of capacity that he would Julio definitely Jones have does not talk to you again. If you do that and he doesn't, he's right, not aware. Right. Or there's a lot of players that wouldn't after that. If you, if it came out that Julio had no idea and he just was completely bombarded by um, being put on live, live TV on Fox sports. Um, I feel like it might've been a last minute decision, but yeah, I feel like it had to have been kind of staged. Like Julio had to have consented. And there's a part of me that doesn't, doesn't mind Julio doing it. I don't think there is a right or a wrong. No. It just seemed, especially with the delivery, you know, it's kind of, it seemed organic at the time. And Julio does not seem to be a drama queen if he answers the question, what he thought was a confidential phone call. But, you know, you would have to know there's an element of Shannon Sharp since he's such, he's, his character seems to be kind of like, like that, you know, kind of like a gotcha type audience you know so it, it, there's a part of me that's like did Shannon Sharp actually did he did he know what he was doing or was it just such like a I can get a moment that he didn't re even really care yeah I mean it has to be a situation where Julio's like all right Shannon Sharp is on a trash clickbait version of a tv show he works with Skip Bayless um I'm this is going to be aired so I have to just kind of know that going into him delivering that information to him I don't care either way, honestly. If it's, if it was staged, good for Julio Jones, and if it wasn't, then bad on Shannon Sharp. But like either way, the message got out, and it's pretty clear that Julio Jones is sick and tired of ATL flailing around yeah. in ATL. Yeah, I mean Julio is you know the spectrum. There's this. There's the wide receiver. Pre, there's the the uh, Madonna spectrum that goes from Larry Fitzgerald of like humble will do anything for the franchise all the way to Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. So Julio is definitely <laughs> is like. like closer to the uh, Larry Fitzgerald side than he is to the OBJ one. So I think it's uh, totally fine for Julio to want to leverage. He's been, he's been putting trade talks for months now. It's fine for him to come out and like, you know, spark a little controversy. Sure. And what's funny, funny. I'll one up you on the OBJ drama queen and move straight to Antonio Brown. Yes. That might be the other end of the spectrum, but OBJ is somewhere, somewhere to the, if, if uh, Larry Fitzgerald's in the left, and OBJ and uh, Antonio Brown's the right. He is way right. Hundred percent. Um, your quote or question of the week? Uh, mine comes from a, a fan. Um, it goes as it goes as follows. Ugh, I thought this March Madness BS was over. This comes from Selfie Queen Eb Hurley. After I turned on a Blazers Nuggets game. She was wondering why why basketball was still happening, and she thought mm. March Madness was still going on. And I said, "No, no, no! This is the NBA. So this is just like a, a cute little moment that happens, you know, domestic a domestic uh, dispute." Interesting. She she doesn't even have the seasons down yet. 
No, I mean, maybe if I put the Mavs on, she would understand, but it was just, it was just a cute little moment where the wife, the wifey just doesn't understand like how is basketball so long? There's, you know, there's kind of a difference between college basketball and, and pro basketball, but you know, we'll, we'll get there. We're still working on each other. Yeah. It's only been what, like eight or nine years. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad to see that there's still growth, growth <laughs> happening in the trader household. That's what, that's what marriage is all about. Yeah, like this. Oh man, how am I going to describe this? This is a different game. This is the same game, but it's a different game. Uh, sports fans, we come back. Plenty to talk about. We have the NBA playoffs, and uh, actually, just the NBA playoffs. Maybe some free agency. Stay tuned. This is Teton Sports Talk here on eighty nine one KHOL. Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and T-Town Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and my co-host, Graham Trainer. Howdy, partners. Yikes, dude. You got to work on that. We got to do something about that. <laughs> um, we're back. We're going to be talking. We did the huddle last segment. If you did not catch it, please download our podcast. We're on iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. T-Town Sports Talk, Blue and Blue and black logo, it'll make sense. The TST. Please download our podcast. Rate it five stars. Say leave whatever you want in the comments. Don't care. Five stars. Comment whatever you want. I didn't realize how how cool and tough the logo is. Blue and black. That's like that means bruises. So um, yeah, you know, kind of kind of going along with the theme of you getting a sports injury as a sports podcaster and a member of sports media uh, nationally. That's kind of cool. Yeah, 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 totally, totally, right, right, cool and tough. That's what we're going for. Blue and, blue and black, t Sports Yes. Um, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. They're here. It is the opening round of the NBA playoffs. Well, however you – they're playing games and playing tournaments. I'm not talking about that. It is the first round of the NBA playoffs, and I love the overreaction on every single series. It's great. The um, the storylines that are coming out are great, but let me let me get a little bit of man versus drama in this in this uh, out in front here because fans have forgotten the rules. Is that fair to say? For um, in terms of in terms of like behavior, uh, oh behavior. You mean you mean popcorn and saliva? Yes. yes. So here are the headlines: Russell Westbrook he gets banged up. He's going to the locker room. Somebody dumps a thing of popcorn on him he of course is russell westbrook and loses his mind trey young is in new york city he's been playing the villain of this series but there is no excuse for a a fan to spit on you and he got spat on trey young did not have the reaction that russell westbrook had well russell westbrook this jogged my memory last time fans were in the stands he was in the stands with them like chewing them out it was a Utah Jazz game, wasn't it? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was, but yeah, this was like a typical Phillies, Philly, uh, Philadelphia fan. But yeah, the guy's getting um, 
banned indefinitely from the center. So it means he can't go see any, you know, Dave Matthews concerts or uh, anything of the like. He can't obviously go to, I, I think they might share games with the fly with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So done. no Sixers games, no Flyers, no Dave Matthews. This guy's done for life. They should have, they should have banned him from Phillies and Eagles games as well, just to really stick it to him. This man is going to pay double for his Philly cheesesteaks at, at every stand he goes to. Does this guy try to go in, um, maybe wears a mask to kind of be like, yeah, I'm still COVID conscious, but you know, you can't really tell who he is. So he can kind of sneak in the crowd. I don't know how you break through security in that manner. Do they have like That's- a no fly list on security and they like check everybody's IDs and like this guy, this is the popcorn guy. You're out of here. This is the third time <laughs> this week. Don't come back. All right. Train is a guess- crappy band to begin with you loser. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm guessing they put up like they, you know, you know, when you um, you watch like a cop movie where the, you know, the uh, the cop film room where like they'll put the suspect's uh, face like mugshot in oh, yeah. the front of the room. On the and then everybody's board. like, all right, learn, learn this guy's face, learn this guy's face, learn this guy's face. So nobody, everybody from the guy who fixes the water fountain to the head of security will know exactly who this guy is. Exactly. Way he yes. gets in. I think so. I mean, especially for the guy that spat on Trey Young, he, yeah. that guy, that is. And the NBA has that beauty of having zero separation between players and fans. So they can see everything that's going on. There is not another sport that's like that. You know, there's, there is distance. Baseball is played on a field that's huge. Hockey is separated by the boards. And I don't know if anybody trashes hockey players. If they did in the NBA style, they would just be like walk off the floor and punch them in the head. And that would be an acceptable form of behavior at a hockey game. This needs to be addressed. But it is kind of ridiculous how players are saying off with his head, you know, before Adam Silver is like can react, if that makes any sense. Oh, it totally does. The only, the only time this doesn't um, come into play is for the Miami Heat fans. There were no Heat fans in the stands for COVID playoff games, nor are there present day. That The Heat fans got spoiled by LeBron. I was noticing that when they had the big three down there in Miami. They'd show up to a, like a, fi- a game five like in the third quarter, and you're like, what are you doing? Y'all must be the worst fan base I've ever seen. There's no one in this building for the first two quarters, and you show up casually late to LeBron James leading your franchise to a couple of titles. Like, come on. There's too many juicy booties and, and DJs, you know, on the South Beach Oh, strip, is that so. what it is? Yeah, they're, they're outside doing stuff. I don't know how my brainwave connected this, but I heckled my first person today. Speaking of like, I this is how my brain went. Miami, influencers, social media. I actually heckled my first dude, my first guy today of the summer, crossing the street with his iPhone selfie camera on him as he talked about a, I'm a I don't know what he was talking about, but he was enthusiastically waving around his cup of coffee. This is like 3.30 in the afternoon. And I oh, was God. like, I am target locked and i have to say something i said my, i said my piece and just as people do continue to drive off i was like yo man your video <laughs> upload that to your video blog i think it's sick and i was like oh my gosh this guy's such a dork anyway that was a random that was a random thing so i'm gonna start heckling people that's already on um you're right did he have a did he have a selfie stick yeah yeah he had a self not even a selfie stick but like one of those balancing Oh god! Like like god. those oh, high tech oh, Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to spoil your dinner or anything. But let's let's move on from the uh, player versus fan drama. We just for complete. And I'll wrap it up by saying this: we forgot about the fans, and I think the fans have also had this unrealistic expectation of what they're allowed to do as fans, and we need to meet somewhere in the middle with this. Yeah. Um. But let's go to the actual storylines. Uh, for instance, the Jazz are a little better than we thought. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say not to be the dead bison, but there's so many similarities between the wildlife of uh, Yellowstone and the, and the NBA fans. They just think they're wildlife and they can just do what they want. That's a good point. Yeah, that's you know, basically so it. Poops can hit the fan. Yeah, Utah. So John Morant has gone off against the Jazz and they didn't have uh, – the Jazz didn't. They didn't have Donovan Mitchell in the first game. So huge, you know, alarm bells going off like can they can the eight seed beat the one seed and we actually kind of talked about this last week we were like we predicted golden state would make it they obviously didn't nope um step exited but yeah i mean this is gonna be i think it's gonna be a good series regardless of donovan Mitchell playing or not so i'm hoping that the eight seed prevails here um between like you know john Morant kind of making a name for himself it's exciting to see a new 
younger player make his make his name um, in in the playoffs and obviously like show the Pelicans that they made a big mistake by uh, oh, drafting Zion don't Williams. Even, so. Don't even do that. <laughs> the Pelicans Zion is like a once in a generational talent and the pelicans can't even figure out whose role is who down no, there no, no 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 this is this is kevin durant and greg odom bro no sorry, not yeah, sorry at all you. sorry no nah, sorry to tell you man not sorry even close you. the pelicans just aren't like they, they just don't have a team and they they haven't figured out how to play as a team yet the, or a coach okay all right yeah <laughs> it, it hurts so bad because it's true okay so you're stepping on a fine line but yes, there is now a recent conversation of people saying John Morant is better than Zion. Zion is considered a top ten player. Oh, I almost said I almost said that he is a top player, a leading, a emerging star in the NBA who could have gone without injury, All NBA third team, second team. Sure, that's that's fair to say. And like John Morant, is he really in the top five point guard conversation? John Morant is electric and it's unfair to compare the two because right now John Moran's winning playoff games and Zion's at home and they play two different positions. But I do not regret one second of the Pelicans drafting Zion over John Morant's 73 points in two games with the, <laughs> with the Grizzlies. Okay. Let's take off your uh, Pelicans foam finger for a second. Do you still feel that way? Yes. Okay, cool. Just making sure. And I was actually the, the one job occupancy I was scared about with Tony Bennett leaving was the Pelicans because uh, Sam Van Gundy's done a, done a horrible job with managing their games, especially at the end, that I was kind of like, ooh, could Tony Bennett end up coaching Zion Williamson uh, uh, bar emoji? Uh, no, I've, I've listened to some things about Tony Bennett. I don't think there's a chance. Oh, no, I, there's not. That he's going to leave. I think the NBA is such a different – I mean, Brad Butler is the other example of college coaches making the jump to the NBA, but he landed in the Celtics. Like, that organization is a great organization, if that makes any sense. If Tony Bennett, let's say, went to the Pelicans or the Pacers or uh, the soon-to-be Seattle Sonics, completely different story. Unstable, oh, win well now, said, well said. you know, kind of thing. So I think – Tony Bennett likes his complete control. He's not even – he is alpha in the UVA program. Head coaches in the NBA are – I don't even know what letter corresponds with 10, but whatever that is. Gamma. Yeah. Who the hell knows? And you said Brad, Brad Butler. It's Brad Stevens, former Brad coach Stevens. of Butler. Former <laughs> coach always... of Butler. Former coach of Butler. You had it so close. I was uh, – yeah, it's okay. You're Trainer, right you know what stinks is that you still have Todd down there crunching your stats and proving me wrong, and I'm <laughs> toddless up here to feed me this, these fat cards, and I and I can't get it right. Pilar, Pilar, Pillar, who knows? He, he lives in the guest room rent-free just with moments like these. So, I mean, I, at least I said Russell Westbrook right, and we weren't talking about Russell Wilson. Give me a break. I'm doing the best I can. I've only been at this for three years. You did a good job. Um, you mean to go through some other headlines, or uh, I think you know. I'm avoiding. I'm, vo I'm avoiding the topic. I'm avoiding the topic of the Mavs getting circled that's, by the Clippers and saying that we series is over. We want to get. Over. We want to get. We want to play the Mavs because that's our best chance. And the Clippers bomb oh, yeah. you a couple games, getting what they asked for, and then Luka Doncic showing up and making them look silly. Yes, I am avoiding that topic. Would you like to say something about it? Um, no, I'll just put I'll put a little um, little cherry on top. Doc Rivers um, got fired from the Clippers job, or he left on his own volition. But he took the 76ers to the one seed in the East, a better East than in the past, and that was with 20 or let or 20 missed games by Embiid. So it doesn't look good for the Clippers. I feel like uh, it's going to be a huge it's going to be a huge summer and fall of uh, of Kawhi. Where's Kawhi going next? He's at it. Okay, I was I was gonna go there as kind of like an overhyped storyline. If in fact the Clippers do lose this opening round series, do we just blow it up? Kawhi's future in question, and if and if the question yeah. is Paul George, what do we do with him? Is he even that valuable? Has he has he finally run out of that? I don't I don't know what to call it besides like. I don't, I don't think he is. I don't yeah. know if he's any more valuable than Porzingis at this point. He he had a very elevated for trade value for yeah for a long time, and we hadn't seen anything out of him. 
And now he's like, well, he hasn't produced like we thought Paul George was capable of producing. So what do the Clippers do? They're stuck with a superstar with no one around him, I guess. I feel like they're going to, they're going to explore their options and say, is Paul George, um, does he have any, is he, any, is he, you know, have any value trading him like Porzingis does injury for injury reasons. Paul George does for, he's probably the, one of the worst clutch players in playoff history right now. Yes. And they're going to have to look at, okay, so what do we do here? Kawhi is like, Hey, I'll go somewhere else. How about this trade? Kawhi to the Pelicans for Brandon Ingram. I love everything about that. I love right. everything about what you just said. All right. All right. Don't even. My, so my my pregnant pause there was just seed planted. <laughs> yeah. Seed planted. That's exactly <laughs> what the pregnant pause was. Was like, wait, wait. If we move some pieces around, Kawhi, Kawhi to the Pelicans. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> my little like Charlie Day. That little uh, meme of Charlie Day, like tying the yarn around the thumbtacks and the corkboard, trying to connect it all and smoking cigs. That is exactly what happened in my brain. <laughs> um, what else, what other storylines of the NBA have, have stood out to you? The Lakers are obviously the seven seed. They're, they're even we've, we've exhausted LeBron every now and then Anthony Davis remembers that he's the best player on the floor and does his thing. So I don't know what to say, else to say about that matchup. But yeah, man. I mean the um, yeah the the Lakers yeah I'm watching the Lakers six uh, Suns right now too much purple on the court that's gonna be a hell of a series I feel like the six uh, the Sixers and Nets are just destroying as are Milwaukee the top three seeds are destroying the lower seeds in the East but I think the the West is gonna be pretty good I think the Nuggets and Blazers will be a good series as well so you know a lot more a lot more action to happen here it's hard to say with some of those Western Conference series well the West is. The Premier League in, in basketball, I think, in the NBA. The East kind of cannibalized itself. While they do have talent, they just don't have the pedigree that the West has right now. Yeah. Um, so what what other matchups have uh have made have kept your kept your notice? Captured your notice? Captured your attention. Such an as my attention. Oh, I got I got one for you. It's outside of the NBA. I think the NBA, like, you know, we've explored all avenues there. I'm very sure. interested in Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Ugh, Back to golf. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. I'm interested in this. Did did Tom Brady do well last time he did this uh did this gag? I think they won. I feel like yeah, I feel like Phil and Brady beat Manning and Tiger Woods. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Well, that's Good. Like, could you think of two more hateable people than Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers? Like, that is a clearly like right now. No. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone is rooting against them, right? Yeah, hundred percent. The where, where are they playing? Do you even know the details of that? And what a good thing oh, for actually, golf to actually, do. What a good actually, spectator sport. If you can make this work, I think it's in July. It's in Big Sky, Montana. For the listeners out there, interesting. I, it, I'm not kidding. It's in Big Sky, Montana, home of the uh, second Pinky G's. Yes, um, friend I've been of, there. Friend of friend of KHOL on the show. Yes, and I feel that um, maybe that's a good road trip for you. You got to like maybe work out a deal with a, a local client uh, in the you know let's say the 20 to 40 mile radius of Big Sky during this during this tournament. It doesn't. It doesn't have match, to be match play. I mean, people don't understand back east, but Big Sky is a mere five hours away. That is that is next door. It's it's almost like four and a half. I would say you can either buy tickets or opt for surgery financially. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to bring this home to the wife. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Well, sorry though. Pushing it back. Got to go see Tom Brady play golf, which he's really bad at. <laughs> She's gonna love my, that. My other good, my other favorite headline was uh, Donald Trump. The Donald Trump is in the news again, but in the sports world, he offered money supposedly to a senator, allegedly mm -hmm. to a senator in Palm Springs to get rid of the footage from Spygate. And this actually made me question: Isn't Donald Trump a New York Jets fan? Because he's a New Jersey guy. So I was wondering why he would even. Besides, you know, his why, obvious, is, he, uh, why is he meddling in Spygate relationship with Bob Kraft? I think there's a big, big campaign money going in there back in the day, back in, back in the Spygate pre 
pre-Trump so he uh, was campaign. Like, he was like, let me do a favor for you. Those Spygate films, we'll get rid of them. Bill Belichick's like, yeah, they didn't even care about them when I did it. So what are you talking about? Deflated footballs, fake knees. Wait, really? That's that's yeah, you, that's that's that's, that's left field. You missed that? Is that is that national news except for Mountain West? It didn't make it out here to me. Oh my bad, dude. My uh, my internet might be clogged. <laughs> too, too much browsers. Yeah. What? Um. Any other headline? Because we're running out of time here. No, it's good. We could do uh, OAF and uh, Friday headline. Friday only, predict, only, we prediction. only have time for Friday headline because I forgot to write down old AF. Is that okay? <laughs> my, my, my old AF is pretty good, though. All right. Well, let's do yours. I'll do it quick. Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, defending Stanley Cup champions. They got swept. The Florida Panthers have not advanced in the playoffs in a playoff series since 1996. In 1996, the N64 came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaczynski, Kaczynski heard of him, arrested. That was Slick D. Willie's second um, tenure as president. And the summer blockbusters that year, get ready for this, Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible, and The Rock, top four movies. And Michael Jordan won his, just finished his uh, three-peat repeat, right? Repeat first of no, I think he was beginning the second half of the of the last dance. I thought the ninety six. I thought the ninety six Bulls won the third championship of his. I call it the three peat repeat because oh, he did oh, three the prequel. The prequel Pete. Yes, he it was the prequel Pete. You got it. So there. Okay. So we're on the same page there. All right. Are we doing that? Are we at the age where we can say like, hey, back in the day when I remember the Florida Panthers advanced to the playoffs, I was playing. First, per- the first person shooter game, Goldeneye. Of course, I mean we can say Stone Temple Pilots were classic rock. They weren't at the time, were they? Oh we, no, you can say we can say that now. Okay, yes, I get what you're saying. Yes. All right, I don't have an old AF moment. Um, Friday headline besides the fact for me besides the fact that uh, Coach K is going to retire, which he is mm-hmm. at the end of the season. He's going sure. to retire. Um, mark my words. Hot take. Teach on sports talk. Call to first. Coach K went, retired at the end of the season. Um, Jordan Love is named as the starter in OTAs just to troll Aaron Rodgers to get back to work. I like it. You think so? Because there's so I many think- cheesy articles. There's like, Jordan Love looks comfortable in his starting role as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. And you're like, yeah, he's the <laughs> only one there. Like, he's throwing, he's not even in pads. What are you talking about? Is Jordan Love better than Blake Bortles? Oh, dun, dun, dun. it's like, yeah, because, yeah, exactly. Like, this this guy is throwing in shorts. Can we, can we give him a break? Uh, what's your headline of the week? It was all a dream. Uh, Julio Jones gets traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick and Michael Gallup. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go ahead what? and dismiss what? that. I, think, you know, just, I am you dismissing that on, on principle. It, it's a it's like a uh, an inception, like you know, a dream within a dream. It's a triple rope-a-dope. It's like I wore the sweatshirt, and then I said y'all are losers, but actually just be able what, to what you know, sweatshirt promote myself. To you mentioned able- the sweatshirt a couple of times. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'll throw it up on the I'll throw up on the social media for the fans. Yeah, it's a picture of him uh, taking a picture with a fan with the Dallas Cowboys hoodie on. It's, it's recent. Oh, I hate everything about that. I hate every yeah. single thing you just said. Oh, it was just it was all it was all to psych everybody out from the beginning. But he and Jerry have been talking behind the scenes. So Julio Jones to the Cowboys I'm this gonna Friday. Push, I'm going to push the mute button. So, I was so close last week. I picked Project Harrington to be in the top five going into uh, play on Saturday. He ended up in the top five overall at the PJ Championship, and I was pretty proud of myself. I'll take that as a .25 win, like a .25 goring. Oh, so you you predicted that in your uh, Friday headline last week? Yeah, Padraig was my boy. Dude, we're getting we're getting so good at this. Yeah, I told you I'm on I'm on a um, an upward upward swing here, so I feel like this is gonna this is gonna happen tomorrow. Well, you really you really swaying for the fences there. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I feel sorry for you. I feel bad. You're riding your own lightning, and you know you're gonna you're gonna crash this 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 ship. Just be careful. 
And for uh, just for the fans out there, I'll uh, be boots on the ground. I'll be up at the Colonial. It's the Charles Schwab Invitational. Um, Jordan Speed is tied with uh, Sergio Garcia right now, but I'll be up in Fort Worth to go to the Colonial Golf PGA Tour Tournament. Excellent. Boots on the ground. That's why we have you there in Central Time. Sports fans, that's all we got. That is it. That is all. Or no, do I do my outro later? I say... This is T-Town Sports Talk on 89.1 KHL. That's it. That's all. Which one do I do? We're ending this podcast right now.